Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here, and welcome to the New Man Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and um, a huge thank you to those of you who have left comments, ratings, reviews. Um, everything means the world to me. Uh, comments just give me an idea of how you guys are experiencing this and any improvements we can make, and we really do. Uh, we read everything that comes through. Obviously, it's pretty humble beginnings here, so that's maybe not saying too much, but, um, but we do take it seriously. That's the point, and so uh, any feedback you have for us is greatly appreciated. And a huge thanks to those of you who have left reviews and ratings. It just um, it helps us tremendously. Um, I believe so much in getting this message out. You know, I think there are men out there who are struggling, who need to be encouraged, who need practical wisdom and insights on how to live a life of freedom. And we are here to accomplish exactly that. Um, so thanks. Thanks so much for those of you who have uh, helped us get the word out. Uh, today's uh, episode is on a... A thing that I'm working on, um, a thing that I would say is not finalized. Uh, it's something that I had thought about for for using in my book, but uh, the more I thought about it, I, uh, the more I realized it, it's just not developed enough. It wasn't ready to go to publish. Um, but it's something that I've been kind of just chewing on since the the fall of last year, and I had a discovery with a, a client I was working with. Um, we were just we we had hit a wall. Uh, this usually happens with clients. Um, this was a one-on-one client, which I, you know, I only take a handful of one-on-one clients a year. And when I was working with him, um, we we just we hit a bit of a wall. And on the other side of that wall came this discovery, uh, this this triad that we're going to go through today. And I'm really excited to teach it to you guys. Um, this is not a super polished version of it. It's going to get better with time. But, um, but I have a framework here and I, I think it's going to be really helpful. It was very helpful for my client and, um, and I have made a bit of an effort to kind of refine it and solidify it a little bit here before I share it with you. So I, I think it's going to be uh, really, really helpful. Uh, what, what really brought this whole triad up is the issue of control. And uh, the reality is most of us struggle with control to some extent. Now, for some people, it is more overt than others. Um, I would be one of those people. I am a control freak, quote unquote. I don't actually uh, think that about myself, um, but I, I really, I, I really do um, gravitate towards um, gaining control in a situation. It, it is just, um, it's a little bit more of my tendency and my lean. Uh, compare that to my wife, who I would say it, it doesn't have that lean at all. But there are still areas of her life where she really um, values and needs control. And so I, I say that um, just so that we're all on the same page. You know, regardless of whether it's really obvious or not, the reality is control is something that we all long for. And it's something that we all have to work through to some degree, some of us more than others. Now, this is the question that I had asked for a very long time. And I, I asked this of my clients in groups, I obviously asked this of my client when we were working one on one, and I'm I asked this of just uh, several different, um, yeah, in several different environments, asked this simple question: Why, why, why does control really matter to us? Like, who really cares? Why, why do we need control? 
Uh, and that, that is what kind of got the ball rolling here. Now, there's, there's lots of good answers out there. You know, I think control gives you, um, some people, it gives them a sense of purpose. Uh, for some people, control means that things are going to get done correctly or they're going to get done their way. Um, you know, for some people, having control means that uh, there's no chaos. You know, it means that life is, is peaceful or it's, or it's at least uh, manageable. And I, I love all of these answers. I, I don't disagree with any of them. But in my digging, I have, I have decided that there has to be something a little more universal that really drives all of us as humans to pursue control. What, what is it that, that makes us want to have the, the you know, things in, in, a, in a row, things in order, our, our ducks in a row? What is it that makes us want to just have that confidence that things are, are collected and, and they're ordered? I believe it's just one simple thing, actually, and it's taken me a long time to get here, but I think there's only one reason that we want control, and that is safety. In my book, uh, which you know is going to come out probably end of this year, beginning of next year, um, in our programs and in our courses, we talk about the four core needs. We we all have needs. Um, some of them are are less fundamental than others. But these four core needs, these are needs that will get met. They will get met regardless because they are so paramount to regular day life. And if you don't get these met um, or they don't get met for you growing up, you then devise your own ways to get them met. And some of those ways, ways will be healthy and some of them will not. So this is where safety comes in because safety is one of those four core needs. The four core needs are uh, the essentials or the basics, so food, shelter, water, intimacy, uh, which is that deep, meaningful connection, significance, a sense of purpose, and safety. Now, in its simplest form, safety is the absence of threat. Safety is the absence of threat. Where there are no threats in an, in an environment, there is safety. Now, threats to what? You might be wondering, it depends. Depends on the situation. Maybe threats to your confidence, threats to your sense of self, uh, could be a, an actual threat to your physical safety. Uh, it just depends. But I believe that what drives us to control things more than anything else, not exclusively, but primarily, is safety. It is our need for safety. Now, um, maybe, maybe you can relate, maybe not, but I know for me, when I have really... Uh, I would say gone over the top in trying to control things, whether that's just, you know, having the house really clean, whether it's meticulously planning my weeks and my days and, and having everything on a, you know, a timer or whatever it might be. Like I've done some crazy things over the years in, in some of my control tendencies. Really what I'm looking for is safety. I, I, I have always been just looking for this sense that, that things are, are, are reliable. Things are, I can have confidence in, in my, my schedule and my time if I know that it's all mapped out. It, it, there's something about having control of a situation that actually is very securing. It, it's very safety inducing. Now, as I start to think more about this and think, okay, yeah, so we all have this desire to, to control to some extent. The reason that we're mostly driven to it is for safety. Then I ask myself, what does that actually produce like if we can control an environment the right way 
okay, and it brings safety into that environment. What, what does this look like if it's done well? And again, it took me time to chip away at this and um, I thought about my own personal experiences. I kind of uh, became a little bit of a, I would say an experimenter with my own behavior, paid attention to some of my clients, some of their stories, and I landed on, uh, again, just one simple thing. Uh, we, we long to control so that we feel safe, so that we can trust. Trust is uh, what drives this. Trust is the reason that we are, um, I would say, not just geared for safety, but it's the reason that we pursue safety. It, it is so that we can reach a place of trust. Because in that place of trust, the heart is stable. See, you can, you can be safe but without trust, there, there is no insurance of long-term safety. There, there's no longevity to it. Safety becomes temporary without trust. And, and we, we become very survivalist, just moving from one moment of safety to the next. But where there is trust, safety is consistent. Safety lasts the test of time. So that is why we have this triad of control, safety, and then trust. And this works in relationships with others and with yourself. Um, with, with yourself, uh, control, safety, trust looks like you identify the areas of a situation where you can have control. So a struggle with pornography, what are the things you can control? Your device usage. You can control how you manage your thoughts. You can control how you get your needs met. You can control how you handle your emotions. Uh, you can control what you are aware of, what you are not aware of. You can control the environment. You can control the media that you take in. There, there's lots of things that you are able to control. And when you do that, when you realize that there's actually things you can have a good level of control of, I'm not talking about being a over-the-top neurotic con control freak, as yours truly can be from time to time. Um, I'm just talking about healthy levels of control here. When, when you attain that, it actually makes your experience a lot safer. There, there's, there's an element of order, there's some structure, there's a reliability. And, and if it stays that way, if you continue to exercise control in these areas and you continue to bring safety into the environment and you remove the threats, that builds trust with yourself. So for me, it looks like, okay, these are the things I can control. Uh, in, my, in my struggle with porn, you know, many years ago, these are the things that I can control. Now that I'm taking control of them, I feel safe. I feel safer about the situation, the, the, the tempting thoughts and the attractive women. The, these things are no longer, they're not threats the same way before. So my safety increases as a result of me taking control. And as I do that consistently over time, as safety in, like increases in the environment, I start to trust myself more. And it becomes this cyclical thing. And as I trust myself, I realize, okay, I really do have control over these things. Now, when, when the triad is violated, it's when I control things that I'm not actually supposed to be controlling. Usually, uh, you know, in, in my own, um, just with me alone or you alone, that dynamic maybe doesn't play out so much. But in a relationship where another person is involved, this becomes critical. You have to draw clear lines about what you own and what you don't. So, when you identify what it is that you can control, um, the reality is you can't control another person. You can't control their decisions, their behaviors, their thoughts. 
you can't control their emotions. And that means that when somebody is having a reaction, maybe maybe you have somebody in your life who's quite a bit more emotional than you. This is a situation I found myself in. Well, I have to accept that that they express their emotions and experience emotions differently than me. I can't control it. It's not my job to control it. It's not my job to change it. Um, I have to accept that, okay, they're responsible for their emotions, for their experiences of it, and I'm responsible for how I experience their emotions. Having that clear line of control is really important because if you don't have those clear lines, you will try to uh, force people into decisions. You will try to force people to do things to appease you and ultimately to make you feel safe. And it might actually work. It, it might actually work that you could you could convince or coerce someone to do the things that you want them to do, to, to kind of control a person so that they behave a certain way or don't behave a certain way, and it will make the environment safe. So uh, I, I actually, a great example of this is when a husband confesses to his wife that he struggles with pornography and the wife goes, okay, well, I need to know then every time that you think about a woman lustfully, I need to know about every time X, Y, Z. It's a control response. It's saying, okay, well, that scares me. So the only way I can feel safe about this situation is if I have some control over it. So now these are the things you're gonna do. Now, when we overstep the bounds, okay, when we, when we try to exercise too much control that we should not be exercising. Yes, one person may experience safety, but the other person will not. And if only one person is safe in a relationship, you cannot create trust. Or if you already have a degree of trust, it cannot be enhanced. The only way trust increases in a relationship is if there is safety on both sides. And in order to have an equal measure of safety, on both sides, the division between who controls what must be crystal clear. And this is the value of the control, safety, trust triad. And so where there's breakdown in a relationship or where where there's an absence of, of any of them, an absence of control, an absence of safety, or an absence of trust, we then look to see, okay, what is going on in this triangulation here, in this dynamic, in the triad, um, what, what is going on between the three of these and where have we maybe misappropriated some control, um, who feels safe and who doesn't, or why is the trust not growing, why is it deteriorating? We, we use this as sort of um, a, an assessment, uh, a diagnostic to figure out what's going on and as we identify where the deficiencies are, we can make adjustments accordingly. So um, as an example, you know, if, if you have um, a person, let's say, let's say in your life, you, you find that you are taking way too much control uh, of situations and of other people, and it's making you feel safe, but you can tell that the relationships are not really flourishing as a result. Well, then it is your responsibility to learn to, to only control what you can control. And that even if the other people, this, this is often the case that if you have controlling tendencies, you will find yourself surrounded by other people who have tendencies to be controlled. And what you must do is you must draw a line of, I am going to empower you to own and control your stuff over there. I could step in and do something, but I'm not going to. I'm going to back up instead and I'm going to let you take care of it. And it, it, is, it is a bit of a mindset shift. It, it takes some adjustment. But what happens is safety now gets equally distributed to both you and the other person. And it takes time to get there. It's going to feel unsafe at first because it's unfamiliar. 
But with time, as that empowerment continues with the other person, they're going to become safer. And as a result, there will be more trust between the two of you. Now, if you're on the other side and you have a tendency to be over-controlled, then you will have to speak up. You'll have to be a little bit brave. You'll have to draw a line and say, actually, I'm going to look after that. Or why don't you let me take care of this? Um, and then you can look after that. You have to sort of politely uh, but firmly draw the line and say, oh, no, 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 I'll be, I'll be taking care of that. Thanks so much, but I'll be looking after this. And, and as you do that, again, for the other person, it's going to be a bit of a shock to them. They might say, well, what do you mean? You know, this is how we do things or, or why don't you trust me? And all you have to explain to them is actually this is going to help me trust you. This isn't just about this isn't just about um, us like trust going one way. This isn't about you being able to trust me or me being able to trust you. This is about both of us being able to trust each other. So so yeah, I'm I'm drawing the line here. I want to take some control over this situation, over this part of it, because this is mine to own. I'm gonna do my best with it, and trust me, this will be better for our relationship in the long run. So those are just some practical examples. Uh, there's many many more, and like I said, I'm working on this framework a little bit. But um, the people I have shared this with have found it really helpful, and I hope you do too. Um, and you know, if if you're uh, if, if you're a recovered control freak like I am, um, this is a, a regular exercise. It is a regular practice, and and it is really all revolving around the art of letting go. It is just being able to let go of the things you can't control, and knowing the wisdom to to identify those things as clearly as possible. And as you do that, you will, you will notice that safety will increase both on your side and in the other people in your life, and you will have greater trust in the relationship as a result. So hey, thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, I appreciate it. I, um, I consider it a privilege, just a privilege to do this, and I'm really honored you'd tune in. Uh, one thing you can do to help me, uh, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, is to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you would like more tips like this delivered to your inbox every single week, uh, we have a weekly newsletter called The New Man Report. You just go to the website, www.sathiasam.com. You can sign up for it at the bottom of the page there, and we would love to connect with you that way as well. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing day. I hope this episode has helped you lead your life with integrity and confidence. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.